Jess is definitely doing the hard work first. I do intend on carrying a child. Um, I thought about it post-cricket career. Um, I'm a fast bowler and our careers don't last as long as um, batters and, and whatnot. But um, I have had that kind of little chat to Jess saying that I could watch her go through pregnancy and birth and, and maybe think, maybe not for me. Oh, you that's know, what I said. Go, not in this <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> I'm Hayley and I'm Fiona and welcome to What the IVF. Today we have the wonderful Megan Schutt joining us. She is a incredible athlete, the captain of the WBBL Adelaide Strikers at the moment and she's also an Australian cricketer so she is just a real all-rounder and makes us actually puts us to shame really if you yeah, she really does she <laughs> does are, all the things we are underachievers once we have <laughs> spoke to her <laughs> quick realization we have not done enough in life <laughs> no we'll get to her in a moment but first a little quick update with you my love we, we, we hit the 20 week 20 mark. weeks we, yeah yeah and we had our 20 week scan the other day we saw our growing blob on a screen well no he looked like a little baby here we got the the 4D um, photo sent to us, which was... Is it 4D? 3D? No, it was 4D. 4D. 4D? Yeah, the 4D. They only turn it on for a little bit, I think, because if they put it on for too long, it'll, like, fry him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Fry him. Well, like it's, he's bacon. Well, it's kind of like there's they're scanning your tummy. Like our uh, yeah, I guess you got to be Our careful. obstetrician was like, oh, you don't want to like overscan. So mm. and but obviously he's a stubborn little so and so. He uh, was curled up in a little ball in this tiny position, and I had to go for a walk. I had to jump around. Had to eat some food, trying to get him to move so they can do the scan properly. And to no avail, he wouldn't move. Stubborn little man. I mean, he wriggled and like was a bit annoyed that we. Can, the lady was like, you know, pushing really, like trying to get him to turn over because they needed him to flip on. <laughs> she nearly broke my my hips, but anyway. No, sure. She wasn't that hard. She was just giving you a little nudge. She was trying to like give him a nudge. So you he know. was so stubborn, does not want to move, which I am terrified is a sign of things to come. So <laughs> just means I've got to actually go all the way back and get rescanned next week. Yeah, so hopefully get his left side this time. Not his he's like and he had his hands in front of his face as well. He's like just he's like, leave me alone. I was asleep. He's a bit camera shy, not like his mum. Mm, Talking about you, Haley. Oh please. <laughs> Please. No, it was pretty exciting to see our little bundle there at the 20-week mark. He's certainly starting to look like a little human. Oh, yeah. he, he definitely, he's got all these limbs and we read the update, you know, every week. Are you an avocado? Are you a pumpkin or whatever else it is? I mean, we're not a pumpkin at this point. That's quite large. <laughs> that's but uh, I think, what are we? We're a, a popcorn. You were like, I like popcorn. I'm like, that's a ridiculous like sizing, sizing yeah. thing. But anyway, we're popcorn. Yeah, we are the size of a – it says a large popcorn. That's why I liked it. Obviously, I like large popcorn. So um, I can't remember what the other alternatives were for the, the animal. I think it was like a rabbit or something. Mm. We had another update in the bedroom <laughs> just to keep you all updated. Oh, my gosh. Where are you going with this? <laughs> well, no, it's – well, because I'm now at the point of the pregnancy where you can't sleep on your side, all the fun things that you don't know about until you go through it. No, you so you can't I have to, sleep on your back. Sorry, I can't sleep on my back, so I have to sleep on my side. And our bed, the, just it's too hard on my hips, so I had to order a mattress topper. So we now have – our bed is so huge and literally 
I rolled over this morning and Haley was like, so, like basically Sunk. disappeared in this soft. I thought it was heaven. She was like, it's I, so soft. I can confirm I've had about two hours sleep prior to this podcast because I felt like I was sleeping on a marshmallow all night. It's heaven it's on the It's not hips. heaven. <laughs> it is not heaven at all. It was, I like a firm, like not firm, firm, but I like a bed like that's going to, you know, support me. And when I got on the bed last night after she's gone and put this mattress topper thing on it, and not only that. It's like cool gel, bamboo, something, something, something. Like pretty know. pretty special. But then on top of that you've got your giant pair of legs, if people don't know what we're referring to, the pillow legs that come into the bed help I feed. also have like a butterfly pillow thing as well. There's all the I've things. Actually, all the things. you know what? There's limited room for me and I'm starting to look at Ruby's bed, our dog, and consider maybe joining her. So, no, it's Well, a, it's only for, what, another five months? Four months. Four months. Yes. Yeah. I think so, that's right. Yeah. So you're just gonna have to suck it up because my hips. Oh, it's all about the hips. And you had your uh, vagine checked out today. I did. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna share that too. Okay. Yeah, why not? Oh, why not? Well, we're sharing our bedroom life. Why oh, not go the step okay. further? So I've been having a few issues with um, my lady parts. The just pelvic, your pelvic, the pelvic floor. floor. Um, just feeling quite a bit of pressure. And basically, if I sit for too long, and we've been on a few drives lately, like a few five, six hour drives, it actually feels like my pelvic floor is about to rip out of my body. It's quite painful. Like Haley thought I was over-exaggerating, but then my obstetrician told me that that is actually, I can't remember what the name of it is. It's, it's basically a name for she's it. falling apart. So basically there's a hormone that your body releases that relaxes all your ligaments and things and your pelvic bone starts separating. And then when you start moving around, it can grind back together. And I rang my sister not the one that was interviewed on our podcast, but my older sister and she actually had the same thing happen. It started for her quite early on in her pregnancy because it actually normally only starts for people a few weeks before they give birth, but yep. I'm only halfway through. So yeah. the fun, fun, fun It'll fact, be interesting to see if you're all together she, by the she, end of this, really. My sister had to wear like – a belt to a hold, like a girdle to hold her bits together. So you I know went what I'm picturing like those ladies on Titanic where they have those giant like corsets oh. holding you together. Could you imagine? So, so I had to go see a pelvic floor specialist today just to check how it's all going. And she, look, everything's still there. It's still there. It just, at this point, it's, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at the point where I need a belt. But she is just. We're just trialing things and. I have to I'm I'm going to have to give up the gym unfortunately. I have to limit walking to like like a, a little like gentle do, walks. You have to do light walking and swimming and okay. swimming. Yeah. So I will be diving into the pool head first. Oh, I mean not obviously don't hurt yourself. No. No. But yeah, so it's all fun fun pregnancy. Fun. Yeah, lots of things. But we feel very blessed, don't get me wrong. Yeah, very look. Blessed. Well, we complain and it's uh I'm sure it is maybe Tough for our listeners who are, who are still going through IVF or have been through it. We are still eternally grateful to be so in this blessed. position. I'm as, grateful. Um, as much as I love Fiona and her complaints that come with it, we are grateful to be in this position and are excited for everyone out there who are embarking on this journey. But now I'm even more excited to yes. chat to our wonderful guest today, the lovely Megan Schutt. As mentioned, she is an Australian cricketer. She is a captain of the Adelaide Strikers and she's just an all-round legend. It was she actually really she's just an absolute treat. So sit tight and here we go. 
Megan, thank you so much for joining us on What the RVF. This is so exciting. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's nice to nice to get a chance to talk about this stuff. As an athlete, it doesn't pop up too much. You're right. It doesn't pop up that much. But before we get stuck into all that, tell us a bit about you and how you met your wonderful wife, Jess. Um, I actually met Jess through cricket. So um, I play cricket and Jess was working in cricket at the time for Cricket Australia and um, up in the NCC, which is in Brisbane, which is where we do our training camps. um, She worked behind the desk of our facility there. And um, I pretty much take the story as I would the receptionist. So uh, (laughs) for me, I kind of just flirted, got a little bit back one day and I was like, oh, hang on, I think I'm onto something here. And then the rest is history. It kind of just proceeded from there with my amazing charm I managed to nap (laughs) brilliant love that that confidence is great (laughs) well I went in with nothing to lose so um you know it is what it is but it was um yeah there's a connection from the start there that I kind of sensed and when I was kind of confirmed my suspicions (laughs) um yeah things got rolling that's awesome and you guys got hitched was it last year in March yeah 2019 so yeah, it's actually feels like it was the other day, but um, yeah, but this year gone so quick, it was a little while ago now. And that was in McLaren Vale at a beautiful winery. And we were lucky enough that to get married before this pandemic hit. Are, are you both from Adelaide? Is that, are you both from there? Or? Jess is originally a Canberran. So I forgive her for that each yeah, day. That's, um, oh, that's, that's a bummer. <laughs> but no, she kidding. moved to Brisbane and I met her up in Brisbane. So have, and then from the get go, I was pretty, uh, pretty forward in saying that if we ever have a life together, it'll be in Adelaide and she was down with it. So um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we kept that promise and we live in Adelaide now. That's awesome. And, and what about kids? Was that a topic? I mean, Fee and I spoke about kids on like the first date, so classic, <laughs> classic us really. Um, but did you guys have that conversation sort of in the early days or is that something down the track? Um, yeah, pretty early. Jess, I think is quite a nurturing person and from the get go has always wanted to have kids, um, from a very young age. Whereas for me, that kind of happened more so once meeting Jess, um, I never didn't want kids, but pretty much as soon as I met Jess, I think that was a real click moment for me of realizing that this, this is the future that we wanted. So I think I would say early on, we had those conversations. Um, it would have been pretty awkward to get a couple of years in and then yeah. <laughs> speak about it and be on separate <laughs> paths. I'm not sure what would have happened there. I don't think we'd be married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, we, we no. sort of were we, awkward and just, well, actually you brought it up really. Of course I did, straight up, straight <laughs> off the bat. She so brought it up what are like, your intentions? Do you, do you want kids? Do you want kids? Where do you want to, where, what do you, what where do you are we want? Go, where are we going? Where's this going? Like two we dates in. Are going to get married in, in yeah. like a week? <laughs> two dates in, seriously. Honesty is best policy. I love Agreed. that. Put it on the table. You yeah. got nothing to lose. You did. And I can't believe, yep, yeah, and here we are, you know, two years on, married, or not married actually. We were supposed to get married this year, but yeah. COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. Like two weeks ago actually. Yeah, two weeks ago. Oh, I'm but sorry. That's, yeah. No, it's fine. These things, you know, it's the, well. It means now because I'm actually pregnant. It means that I can drink at the wedding when we do get married. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's, true. that's a bonus. Well, positives and everything. Guys. Yeah, like exactly. That. You got to look at the bright side. Um, <laughs> so when you guys discussed kids, did you sort of discuss the process of how you guys would go down that path? We did not get that far for a little while, to be honest. Um, now, after having a few conversations, uh, I really kind of expressed my, I guess, concerns of my fears of maybe not bonding with the child and I guess normal fears of same-sex relationships. Um, and for me, we had the discussion of pretty much doing reciprocal IVF and I said that, you know, if we could switch eggs, that for me would kind of eliminate a lot of those fears and, and Jess was really happy with that. And we have chosen the hardest and most expensive way um, to go about it. But um, for me, I think 
like that's going to waver all my fears out the way and I think it'll just be a beautiful connection and hopefully everything goes smoothly for us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We I- actually thought about doing that in the beginning but unfortunately our IVF specialist looked at me and said, as nice as that would be at your age, uh, we just want to get you pregnant and you carrying wow. your own egg is going to be a lot more successful than... I mean, it would have been lovely. Wow, that's confronting. I it mean, was, yes. Yeah. He's very straight to the point, which is, I guess, good in a way. Like I'm, yeah. I'm 30 and Fee's 37, so yeah. he was sort of like you, I guess, for us, the best chances with Fee being 37 that it was sort of like... We'd carrying her own. Carrying her own, own eggs was yeah. a better option. But we're both wow. going to to carry at some point like I'm yeah. gonna carry she's gonna carry so I was like whatever you know either way we're gonna love the, love the child no matter what so and that, yeah. at the end of the day that's that's all we sort of really cared about but I would have loved it worked to, yeah well yeah. exactly yeah. that's yeah. right it did. it did we got there <laughs> and I mean I would have loved to have done reciprocal IVF yeah, it was, it's such a um a beautiful sort of uh process and it would be so special to carry yeah. your partner's eggs that's so exciting and are, are you going to carry it all or is it just Jess that's doing all the hard work <laughs> um Jess is definitely doing the hard work first I do intend on carrying a child um I thought about it post cricket career um I'm a fast bowler and our careers don't last as long as um batters and and whatnot but um I have had that kind of little chat to Jess saying that I could watch her go through pregnancy and birth and, and maybe think maybe not for me oh, you know, that's what I go, said. not in this lifetime <laughs> I was like what if I <laughs> and, look at it I'm like no 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 thank yes, you <laughs> you know and I was flat out because I don't know we don't know until we get there how we're gonna feel and yeah <laughs> I did say if, if I end up um not wanting to carry a child she's happy to have a second so I was like this is a win-win you know that is, oh, a, that, win-win. That is a win-win we'll see what happens when we get there you didn't say that to me no I, well I'm thinking um basically if we want a third child oh, we're I just lo- gonna throw one of my embryos <laughs> at you I love this she's already <laughs> thinking about the third child we haven't even had the first. the first we have not even had I the like first. that oh uh, she's a, those people just straight down the track does not think about the no. tomorrow it's what's happening in five years time <laughs> yeah future future <laughs> planner that's people call that organized you know yeah, yeah. i mean yeah organized keen you know or crazy one or the other yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting and how's jess going at the moment what sort of um what what part of the process are you guys up to um pretty much so we've picked a sperm donor um that's arrived that's ready to go it's literally just the process of extracting my eggs um which is a bit difficult trying to find a window um amongst our sporting calendar really um since our domestic schedule hasn't really been released and that's forever changing with border closures and whatnot. Um, being the captain of my state team, I kind of feel a bit bad if I pull out of any games of those. Um, and then Aus- Australian tours, uh, we've got one coming up in Feb. So it's kind of a question if we want to do it immediately, which means missing one of those two, or if we can push back a little while, which I think in the excitement that we're in now, we, we want to do it as soon as possible. Um, but that's, obviously going to need to have some conversations with my coaches and doctors as to how we're going to go about it. But, um, yeah, pretty much once we extract my eggs, we'll be ready to go and ready to put it in just. That's pretty hard. I mean, like obviously you, everyone has a job and you're trying juggling your jobs and, and, and obviously going through IVF, but to do it as an athlete, I can't imagine that would be, I feel like you've got an extra sort of, um, added pressure there. Cause you're not just, you know, it's not just your job, you're, you're delivering for a team as well. So you've kind of, like you said, you don't want to let your team or your coaching staff down. Are they sort of aware of that you guys have started this process and that it might pop up in the future? Yeah. Um, 
uh, we're very lucky that we now have a full-time doctor um, at Australian level who um, she's been awesome. Um, and from the get-go, I kind of, I said how we wanted to go about it and, and how it was going to affect me. And we've had those discussions in terms of training fitness, uh, changing our fitness schedules and, and putting things around it. And we know that the coaches will just be on board. They're, they're family people. They understand um, that family comes first. And I think cricket's really good with that. You know, we have at Cricket Australia, the best um, maternity policy in the world, really, that got introduced a couple of years ago, which is crazy good. Um, what, what is it actually out of curiosity? Um, so it's pretty much a guaranteed contract extension on oh, top wow. of your current one. So, you know, you're going to be employed for a further 12 months down the track since we yeah. do only do yearly contracts. Yeah. So really you could sneak it right. And try I, was, and I was literally just thinking that in my head. I'm like, so if you feel like you're on the outer, you just get pregnant. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. We have made that joke and then we're like, but then you've actually got to deliver a child. So yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> who the winner is of that. We, we, yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> but the, the policy is amazing and that kind of has put a little bit different perspective for me in terms of I always thought I was going to retire and then have a child but now that that's in play I might change my mind but we'll see how the body's going as to what decision we make there um but no we're, I'm pretty lucky um that you know both state and Australian coaching supporting staff are really good for me that's awesome and do any of your teammates have they juggled the IVF process um and as well as being an athlete have any of them been through it and can give you sort of advice through it all no, no. so you're breaking um, the ice <laughs> yeah pretty much kind of for me I'm pretty good at bringing up taboo topics so yeah. and one of them I feel like is a little bit of um females having babies of, as athletes like yeah. I don't think it's really spoken about enough um, yeah. but what is really cool is we're currently in in a hub in Sydney um, playing all our games for the Big Bash and there is for the first time ever a baby um, here Aww. who are two months from New Zealand they're playing for the Melbourne Renegades and they have their 10 month old baby girl um, Gracie here is the most loved thing on the planet um, she's absolutely gorgeous I bet. Being the only one there. Could you imagine? That's so cute. Amongst 260 females, there is a lot of quackiness going around. <laughs> that's great. That is so good. I love that. So that's cool. Like that's, yeah. Have you spoken to her at all about how she sort of dealt with the process or have you not had a chance to really get to sort of that point of conversation? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've kind of brought it up briefly. I know that they're probably not as open talking about it as what I'm probably going to be, but for them, it was they were pretty lucky. Um, the system. I probably don't want to go into detail because I don't know if they want me sharing no, it. No, so that's I won't go there. But to. Totally. Um, yeah, their system was quite smooth. Um, I think their first attempt they were successful. So oh, that's awesome. Um, and they lucky. have produced this beautiful baby girl who is almost walking at ten months. So they've wow. got their work cut out for yeah. them. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, that's so that's so cute. Imagine being the little bub of two hundred and seventy oh. girls. That'd be ins- <laughs> <laughs> be oh, insane. It's all. Free babysitting the whole time we're here. You actually would. You'd have so much babysitting. That'd be so good. It'd be amazing. What's Jess do for work now? Is she still doing um, the receptionist role or...? No, so that was up in Queensland um, and since moving down into Adelaide, she does work in cricket still but through South Australian Cricket Association. So um, we were very lucky to land that role smack bang after our honeymoon like two weeks after we got back um it was just the perfect time in that we couldn't have been luckier so um she is the operations officer for the men's side so um the men are a little bit more precious than the women she's (laughs) she's 
got all her work cut out for her, that's for sure. Um, a lot of her job is being able to stay calm, which I'm not so good at, so I don't really know how she does her job. Um, she's working right now, actually, while she's she's actually in the, in the hub where we got partner period for, for the next week, which is really nice, oh, um, but nice. she's working the whole time um, that we're up here. So, yeah, like <laughs> she's she's in a good position. We, we get to see each other at work, which is great. Like for me, I pop the training, can see her before I do my running session or our skill session. Um, we can go grab coffee, and we've been pretty fortunate to both have that role in cricket and be able to see each other more. That's awesome. That'd be pretty special to have your partner at work. I don't know. Actually, would we go mad? I think you would not handle that. No, you're right. I would. <laughs> I think she'd drive me insane. <laughs> it's good and it's not, but also she knows, I guess, um, what's going on about the place. And since we've been together, I'm away for half the year, almost every year. So um, yeah. the time we do get together is really nice. Oh, yeah. how does she go with that? I mean, I know this one. This one would not go well with me being away for that long how did she go with you being away for so long uh we're both kind of sooky I'm not gonna lie um (laughs) I'm probably better at hiding it than what she is um (laughs) we we do complain from time to time um but I guess since it's been that way ever since we got together um we can't really complain she she knows what she signed up for but at the end of the day cricket career doesn't last forever and we know that she's probably going to get sick of me once I retire from cricket so it'll balance itself out (laughs) So how, how are you how are you finding cricket? It's been such a weird year. How are you finding everything at the moment? Um, it's yeah, it's been very different. Um, I think for me, doing a lot of training alone early on was very new for me. Um, probably not the most pleasant when you're so used to a team sport. There was a lot of self motivation and forcing Jess to come on runs with me, which I don't think was good for our oh relationship gosh. at the time. <laughs> uh, but. It's, it's been okay. Like we've been lucky in Adelaide that we weren't really affected by too many cases and we had really good protocols in place. So in terms of body wise, um, I'm in decent shape, which is kind of been probably the toughest part of it is bowler uh, being a bowler and doing bowling loads is a very weird, I don't know, science fiction to it. Um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> apart from that, like we're lucky to be playing cricket right now and they've made this amazing hub for us in Sydney and Olympic park. And it's kind of fitting with, you know, the 20 year anniversary of, the Olympics in Australia. I don't know. There was some really cool realities to it, but at the end of the day, we're, we're lucky to be playing cricket in, in a sport that was affected, but not as heavily as the AFL in terms of financials. So um, for me, cricket is my life and I'm just glad that I'm playing it at the moment. That's pretty exciting. And so you mentioned before, um, you know, you're sort of trying to find that right window with cricket and, and you're busy schedule have you sort of I mean I know you've got to have this conversation with your coach and and things like that but are you hoping sort of the next six months to you know like you said as soon as possible is that sort of the next six months or could yeah be- we're hoping earlier oh really that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah How um, exciting. honestly we are both clucky as hell and having a baby in the hub is not helping um <laughs> <laughs> so the earlier the better um I guess the latest I can see it happening is April, I believe, as we go into our leave period. So really they have no choice but to let me do it then. So yeah. <laughs> um, that that is like the last, um, I guess, call for me because then obviously i got to start training a couple of weeks into leave anyway. So, um, yeah, April at the latest. I would love it to be earlier though. It'll just be, yeah, trying to squeeze in that window. How did you find the uh, – did you go through counselling sessions and things like that? How did you? Yeah. How did you find all that? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I think that was the best part of it. At the start, I was a little bit offended. I was like, how dare you not think I'm ready? But (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it. Um, But yeah, I I guess going through the organization, we are the, they've been wonderful to us. I guess the only 
not downside, just the difference is it's definitely set up for heterosexual couples. And yeah, yeah. we've hit a few walls there that I don't think we would hit um, if we weren't same sex. So just a few things that have come up of not knowing who's carrying the baby and all that kind of stuff where it's clearly set up for a, a man and a woman, um, I don't know, gave us a few little taps that we were a bit annoyed about. But yeah, um, yeah. other than that, the counselling was fine. That was the lady who took us was was amazing and, and ran us through a lot of stuff that we weren't really aware of. And I realised I didn't do my research as well as I could have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's been probably the only annoying part of the process um, was, yeah, going through a system that are very supportive, don't get me wrong, but also not designed for same sex. So um, yeah, there was a few little annoying moments there and trying to choose a sperm donor took a fair while because anyone who was good was gone in a day. So uh, (laughs) I guess we settled is the best way as Jess calls it. We settled for our donor and we thought, well, you know, as long as they're healthy, a bit sporty and a bit smart, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I I have to say I'm a big believer in the way that kids are raised is a big influence on how they turn out. So as much as genetics do count, you know, you're like, I feel like kids, uh, the way they turn out is uh, credit to parents, not so much their genetics. So uh, absolutely agree. Is uh, is Jess ready for all the needles that are probably coming her way sooner <laughs> rather than later? <laughs> well, I'm getting the needles first, and it was oh, of so course. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Are you okay with needles? I'm fine. Like I've covered in tats, so um, <laughs> a bit different, I know. But I, I'm fine with it. But as soon as they ran through the videos with us and explained it all, we walked out the room, and Jess goes, "You were doing them yourself." <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. What a great wife. <laughs> I made Haley do like, all mine. <laughs> I know. She's like, can you do all mine? I'm petrified of needles. And she's like, you're going to have to just get over it and just, you're just going to have to do it. I just couldn't do it to myself. I had to, I had to go on set when I was working with my little bag of needles and beg for someone to inject me. <laughs> Which is, that sounds oh, wow. so creepy. Please, please inject me. Like, Please stab me. Yeah. I know it's such Safe a needles program. Oh, it's <laughs> such a process. Well, it's like it, to be fair, like the you know the, in the lead up to the egg extraction, it's sort of quite routine. Like you do it, yeah. You know, it's, it's quite, like every night, every night. Yeah. yeah. So it was. We kind of got used to it. The first few, I, I definitely actually, if if you can, we first round did it the needles every night, but the second round we were doing them in the morning, which was a lot easier if you can do it in the morning because then if you're doing it at night, if you go out for dinner or whatever, you've got to carry this bag of needles around with you. Yeah. That is a great point. Yeah. I, like I she was think we thought that far ahead. She was going out to dinner with her like little like IVF fridge bag and I yeah. was like, oh, my God. And all these women would see me and be like, oh, I've been there and done that. I'm like, you're like, you're like oh, my God, shut up. So really it's just a beautiful accessory. That yeah. Be, yeah. That's yeah. It. I really think they should make nicer bags actually for it. If they were clever, they would. Maybe that's a business we should start. Yeah. I don't There's know. a market for you. Yeah, <laughs> there, there it New is. Business. How's uh, how's your family been uh, around the decision to for you to start a family? Have they been very supportive through all of this? Yeah, no, we've been very lucky. Um, Jess's mum is one of the most quackiest people you also meet. So I think we the fact we haven't started earlier is just a little offended. Um, but <laughs> no, they've been great. They can't wait. And I think what I've been lucky with my side of the family is that my, my sister had a child um, a year and a half ago and I think that kind of kick-started the grandpa, grandma kind of genes in, in my parents and, and now they're really they're keen for another one to yeah. be looking after. So um, And same goes for Jess's side of the family. They are a much more 
this is going to sound wrong, but loving, I guess, <laughs> kind of people than, than my parents um, who are equally excited in their own way. So we're, we're lucky. We've got support and Jess's parents just moved down to Adelaide, so from Canberra. And so we've got extra babysitters. We've got them coming out on every side, which is great. And we know we've got a lot of support, so we're very lucky. Oh, that's that's awesome. so good. It sounds like my mom, Shaz, she just, she's already got a resignation letter ready to go. As soon as Bob's <laughs> popped out, she's like, that's it. I've retired. I'm ready to become a full-time <laughs> She's She's doing renos on the house. She's like, I'm going to build a nursery and a playroom. I was like, you know, we're and not living here. Like, we don't <laughs> live here. I'm like, this yet. is great. This I know, is actually fantastic. <laughs> the, I am. I'm very excited, but far out. Like, I was like, Mom, I think you're going a little bit overboard. No, it's great. Oh. It's so nice to have, like. Let them have it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They get to relive it all, you know. It's, it's the extra joy. Yeah. Do it right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. And what's on the cards for you for the next few weeks? I know the Big Bash season is wrapping up pretty shortly. That's um, that's coming up actually at the end of November. Is that correct? Yeah. So our last round games are um, I think the 28th and 29th of November and, and it will really be dependent on if we make finals. So the top four go through into finals, um, <laughs> which is played over three days. At the moment we're squeezed in the top four just. Um so it's going to be a very tight finish. Uh, I'm very nervous for it, but exciting times ahead. I think for us, we're just all happy to be playing cricket. But at the same time, we've had a lot of washouts. It's been some very strange weather here in Sydney. Um, but, you know, the hub life is is a, a diff- something different, you know. It's a, yeah. something that we've not really had before. And to not have a schedule where we're flying every few days is actually quite nice, to be honest. The hub doesn't suit everybody, um, but for me, I'm a pretty social person so for me it's great I'm seeing people 24 7 um I think Jess is over and she's been here two days but yeah um we're halfway through in terms of our games and sitting halfway on the table too so it's going to be a very interesting finish yeah that will be an interesting finish it's pretty exciting though I mean it's kind of um give you know some if you're sitting at the top I don't know there's a there's a tendency for some teams to become complacent so I feel like sitting in the middle you could it gives you that extra drive to be to get there for the finals which is exciting oh bloody oath no there's lots of close games coming up and I don't think there's been any game that hasn't been a close one yet so it's a very tight tournament this year for once I don't think there actually is a front runner so um yeah hopefully we squeeze our way into the top four in the finals time how are you finding um, the support around the Women's Big Bash and just Australian women's cricket at the moment? I feel like it's it's been incredible watching it from, you know, an outsider's perspective grow. How, how are you guys finding it? Uh, it's been incredible. Like for me, I've been, I guess, on the journey the entire way with when I debuted for Australia in uh, late 2012. <laughs> we didn't really exist back then um, all that much and to kind of start off playing cricket in front of literally maybe 10 or 12 people, that's all family and friends, to... 86,000 people at the MCG for our World Cup final in March. Um, how fast that journey happened, I just did not see coming. And to be a part of something like that is is truly special and credit to everyone who has invested in the women's game. And there's been plenty of people along the way who have said that, you know, investing will never work and the women's game is not going to go anywhere. And they've really proved them wrong. And I think for me, that's what I've always wanted to do as a person and a cricketer is just prove people wrong. So um, the way that that's just skyrocketed has been fantastic and we can make a career out of playing cricket now, which was not something that I ever thought possible when I was a teenager. It's something certainly pretty special to think that our future bub, although their first one's a boy, but, you know, down the track hopefully we'll have a girl that I can, you know, say to them, you know, her that she, if she wants to have a career out of cricket, 
uh, you know, go for it. Like out of any sport, really. Out of, well, yeah, out of yeah. any sport, yeah. really. Oh. That's it. Like it's it's something exactly. that I wouldn't have felt like I could have said, you know, 10 years ago and here we are, you know, like you said, having 80,000 pack into that, that final, it was just insane. And, you know, to see the women's sport grow the way it is, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's such a special thing to watch and I imagine such a special thing to be a part of. Yeah, these things, they do, they take time um, and eventually people will get there and there's there's always going to be people that say bad things about women's sport in general, um, but really their opinion doesn't mean much. So I don't think they're very happy in their own lives to be making those comments. So, and, and that's completely right. I think every every parent now of a little girl, that little girl can play sport in any arena and hopefully make a career out of it. And that's just something that I don't think existed 10 years ago. So it shows the growth and and shows the input that people have had into it and also just changing perception. I think, yeah, there was a lot of stigma around it, which was stupid back in the day. But, um, yeah, I think that's changing slowly and it's really beautiful to see. What do you reckon? Do you think your little one will play cricket? Will will you be one of those moms being like, you will play cricket, you will (laughs) play this, yeah. They're playing cricket no matter what. Um, (laughs) Jess is a soccer girl, um, which I'm not a big soccer fan, so I just pretend to tolerate it. Um, (laughs) But for me it's cricket and footy, so cricket and AFL, and our child will play either one of those sports, if not both. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of a given. Yeah, no pressure at all whatsoever. (laughs) Zero, zero. You've got such an exciting time ahead of you, but thank you so much for joining us on What the IVF. It's been such a privilege talking to you and we're so excited for what is coming your way. You've got, well, hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but an exciting few little time ahead (laughs) or big time ahead, whatever happens, it's going to be great. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me the chance to talk about it. It's nice. Oh my gosh, she is amazing. She's, she's a, I just feel like we could be really good friends. Stop girl crushing. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, Hayley. What do you mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. Your pregnant about. wife is sitting here. Oh, Stop. Gosh. That's a f- nice little reminder. No, she's, <laughs> she's um, I, you know, just like a really lovely person. You know, when you think athletes, you know, they could have a big head on them and she's just one of those people who are so down to earth and I feel like would welcome me into the Australian side if I wanted to try out. Obviously, I'd be as good. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking she's just a really good person that you'd want your kids to look up to and be like I want to be like that one day I think yeah and a lot of kids already would you know a lot of um little girls out there you know who you know long like you know when I was growing up I didn't really look at cricket as an option for me but now that you know cricket (laughs) is you know such a big what are you laughing at (laughs) no just you being like I passed up my sporting career because I didn't think (laughs) Yes. That's the reason. Are you you're saying that I couldn't have been an Australian cricketer? Oh, God, who knows what you could have been. You know what? A bit of confidence would have been nice behind that. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying I think it's wonderful that little girls out there can all look up to yeah. people like Megan because, you know, that she's succeeded in such a what was a male-dominated sport yeah. and now, you know, the women are just taking over. It's and awesome. D- just so good. You know, it's amazing. So... Thank you so much. And it was, you know, a big thanks to Megan for joining us. It's we wish a, her all the best. She's, you know, it's a big thing to come out and talk about IVF, especially as a female athlete who, you know, is in the midst of or at the peak of her career and, and doing an incredible job at it. So, you know, so we really appreciate her coming on and sharing her story with us and we wish her and Jess all, all the, the best. best. They yeah. have lots to look forward to, as everyone heard at the start of this podcast and fees, complaints <laughs> and everything that came with it. They have all that to look forward to. And more, I'm and, sure. And more. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another episode of What the IVF. Have a great week, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.